I just grabbed him. One of my brothers came and took me off. All of a sudden, there's uh, eight or ten police officers came out, and one of the guys came over and said, oh, man, you know, you're going to have to come with us. You're listening to the England Rugby Podcast, O2 Inside Line. I'm Manu Tuilangi. I'm Manu Tuilangi. I play for Sale Sharks and England. I play centre, which is number 12 and 13. We are the heart of the team. For me, it's one of the most exciting positions to be in. You're involved a lot in both attack and, and defence. Um, I love it. Playing the centres, you got to be fast, skillful, which is, I probably don't have. Uh, and also probably uh, communication, because you're trying to help out your ball players at 10 and 9 uh, most of the time. I had an amazing childhood growing up back in Samoa. Outdoors, mum and dad, most of the time, didn't know where we were. There was a lot of freedom. So growing up was amazing. I always I talk to my brothers about it as well. A different childhood over there, because now I have kids. I try, you know, to try and get them out and about. I grew up in a little village called Fatosi. There's four main islands. The big one is Sabai, where I'm from. Growing up, is you know, it's a lot of freedom. Wake up, first thing you do is your chores, picking up the leaves, and before you go to school, and then after school, I'll either go fishing, which my mom was, she hated it. So I, I never used to tell her that I'm going to the sea because you know it's like it's, it's dangerous. So either goes fishing or we go collect the coconuts, go to the farm with uh, with the boys from the village, and then either be a volleyball or rugby. It's rugby every 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 evening, and I said to my brothers, "Oh, can I play?" And uh, they're like, "Yeah, you can play, but if you cry, I'll I'll give you a hiding myself, uh, <laughs> so you you can join in as long as you don't cry." It's a bit different now, going back, you know, for the the phones and social media, we, we never used to have that. Still, most evening you drive along the main road, there's rugby, every village you, you go by. Remember coming here, I think 2004, December, I think, and it was snowing. Never seen it before, only see it on TV. I went outside, just ran out with no shoes and it was freezing. My mum quickly said, right, get your ass back in the end, put your shoes on. But yeah, it was an amazing experience to see it was massive as well, the roads, the motorways. I just remember driving from the airport. It's just non-stop, whereas back home, you can get around the island in probably three, four hours. So yeah, it it was a huge difference. I think I was 12, 11 or 12 at the time when we left. I didn't actually realise we were coming here to stay. 
was a young lad, oh yeah, you know, we're excited to leave. I remember our dogs, we had five dogs at the time. I remember taking them to the sea that morning. Oh, get ready and it's weird, like, normally when we go to the other island, the dogs are nice and relaxed, but for some reason that day, they they knew. They followed our car all the way uh, along two, three village, and they never do that, so it's, it was weird, like, they, they know, they probably know we're, we're leaving for some time. My dad was, he was the chief of the village and, you know, the six main chiefs in the island and were sort of the number one. So my dad was quite, he's, you know, very well respected back home, not because of us, it's because of himself and how he goes about looking after everyone. My mum and dad, they were very, uh, very strong-minded, uh, stay stubborn. That's where we sort of get our mindset from them like growing up you never lose you don't back down or that that sort of mindset that we can we sort of feel and and watch them you know raising us in terms of their relationship my dad's my mom and dad's all about family family is you know the most important thing in in this life family and time pretty fortunate to have that Like, for me, growing up, I was the youngest. All my brothers are so protective of me. Uh, I remember growing up, I'd get hiding from someone. I'd never tell them, because I know if they find out, they'll go. They'll go there, so... But also, I'm like, nah, you don't need to do that for me. You know, I get, I get on my own. It's still the same now. You know, I'll always be the little brother to them, and, you know, I've, I've looked up to them you know, since I can remember. I uh, want to be like them and they're my role models growing up, especially, you know, in rugby. Watching them growing up, I wanted to play like them, to be like them. I'm very lucky to, to have that. Growing up from Samoa is all about respect. I respect the elders and respect other people. He had so much respect for the game and especially his teammates and all that. Oriti Tuilangi, uh, the elder brother of Manu. I think, you know, uh, with all the Polynesian players, like Tongan boys and Samoan boys, we have a sort of a different DNA. I think our strength is our explosive. So, you know, I think that's the area that uh, he's pretty strong. When he was young and starting playing for Leicester, he had, you know, such an explosive, uh, you know, at such a young age. I think that's one of the main reasons uh, that was managed to, uh, you know, select for Leicester and, you know, and able to play for England. Uh, he's the youngest of the brothers. He looked up to all the brothers and what the brothers have been. All of us, you know, uh, five of us play for, you know, international for Samoa, representing Samoa. And Manu representing, uh, you know, England is, is a great honour for not only himself, but for us as a family. To play uh, international rugby is one of the highest honour for a sports person. And for Manu to be at the top of the game and international game for, for such a long time, even with all the injuries that he went through. But it showed that, you know, uh, he's strong character and not only uh, mentally, but physically, for Manu to keep on coming back and still be one of the best players in the world, you know, it's a massive achievement. 
We're so proud of uh, what he has achieved through his rugby career. It is a massive credit, not only for the talent that was given, but also the hard work that he put in to make it this far. To all the, the Germans that he had playing for the first team at Leicester Tigers, playing for England and playing for the Lions, representing the Lions, it's, it's massive credit. And, you know, we're all proud of what he achieved. Very, very proud. So I've got six brothers, five of them uh, all play rugby for Sam Moore. Um, my other brother, Julie, he's a fafafina, so in Sam Moore, so like a transvestite, so she dresses as a woman every day. It's just called fafafina, which means in English, being a woman. For us back home, there's a massive community of fafafina, and, and it's normal for us. You know, for me, when I, when I came here, my brother came over, uh, Julie, you know, she'll be walking down the road and everyone will be like, double take. And for me, he's like, oh, you know, it's not normal over here. We're back home. It's, it's normal for us. For us, is is our brother and, and we, love it. we love him no matter what. The bond of the brothers or sisters is the most amazing bond because your blood, flesh, bones and that. It's a brotherhood, and it's a powerful word, and that comes naturally. It can never be broken. It doesn't matter what happens, you know, you, you love them. I think I'm fortunate that I was born back there, and I had 12 years, 11, 12 years there, to understand my, my culture, knowing the the difference when, when I came here and I grew up here as well so I understand both which for me is massive in terms of how you for me how I try and navigate my life through uh, living over here while I'm still um, I'm someone through and through My full name is Etuale Manu Samo Tuilangi My godfather was a priest, and his name was Etuale. So I took his uh, his name as my um, baptist name. Manusamo Tuilangi is uh, was when my brother made his debut for Samoys in nineteen ninety one, the year that I was born. That's the meaning behind it. They always laugh like I get named after the team, and then I come play for England. So we always have a laugh about it. All my older brothers played for Sam Wall, all five of them. And then growing up watching them, it's all I ever wanted to do. I'm fortunate that I'm doing that right now. I'm living the dream. Now it goes to Manu Tuilani. It's about pace now. Rugeri across against Tuilani. Tuilani scores for England out of nothing. England take the lead at the start of the fourth. But just the strength, determination, tenacity of Manu Tuilangi. Coming over here, playing throughout the, all, all the, the age groups, I never thought, you know, it was beyond my dreams to, to ever thought that I would one day be playing for England. To be given the opportunity was unreal. So for me, it's like an opportunity of a lifetime. I remember just speaking to my brothers and my mum and dad and you know they couldn't be happy and, and proud of me 
I'm I'm a Samoan through and through, playing for an amazing country that's you know was given me a lot in my life, which I'm I'm thankful for. Allow me to play the the game that I love. I feel very very fortunate. Manu Tuolangi on the pitch, absolute powerhouse. Gets you over the game line like no other, but also always does it smiling. My name's Henry Slade. I play for Exeter Chiefs and England Rugby. Love playing with him. Obviously, we have a good relationship in the centres. Yeah, he's, he's some boy. Off the pitch, he's so chilled, loves his chess. Yeah, just a legend, mate. My name is Richard Cockrell. I'm assistant coach for England Rugby. My first impressions of Manu, raw, powerful, aggressive player, very quiet and uh, respectful off the field, but on the field he was just dynamite. When I first saw him play for Leicester's first team, 2009, as a 17-, 18-year-old, he was sitting people on their backsides who were senior internationals. Carl Heyman saw this young, fresh-faced guy run at him in front of the terrace at Welford Road and suddenly uh, Carl Heyman sat on his backside. He's worked very hard. The one thing people shouldn't underestimate Manu is a very quick learner. So he picks things up very quickly. Um, he's an intelligent player. When I, when I was coach of Leicester, when he was in the team, it's like Manu made the difference for Leicester. You could win competitions with Manu in the team. I think we have a mutual respect and like for each other because he's got himself into some sticky situations which, which I've helped him out with and on, conversely um, he's got me out of some sticky situations by winning games for me. He's had a lot of injury, serious injury because he's such a big man um, and he's overcome that. So he's one, immense talent, two, immense drive to get better but also huge resilience to, to come back from long-term injuries and still fight and get back into the England team. I think he's a, you know, he's a good man, generous with his time and I think he's a bloody good human being, which is um, credit to him. You know, I've had a lot of ups and downs in my career. And I think um, the downs, the ones that I remember, when you have a bad experience, you must remember, not try to forget it. So you can learn from it. I've, I've had a lot of lessons and the bad experience are the most important ones for me. For me, you know, a young lad burst into the scene playing uh, for England. I would say I've probably gone to my head and also with the injuries that I had, you know, it was very frustrating at the time. I didn't deal with it very well. It was new to me. You know, never never injured. When you're young and you're playing, you're flying. All of a sudden, you're out on the sideline. And I think that mentally got me. Then, you know, drinking, getting arrested, drinking, getting sent home. And looking back, it's like, you know, my mind, my mind frame wasn't good. Two thousand fifteen, well, for brother-in-law's birthday, we're in we're in Terrace, in Leicester, great place, and you know finished there, and came out. I was just like, okay, we're going home. 
went to get a taxi and um, but I stopped sort of um, right on the corner. I opened the door and I'm like standing here to get everyone to come in. It, it went slightly before it hit my shoulder. I was like, oh, what the... And he said something back and I, I just grabbed him. My, my brothers came and took me off, so we were walking down the road. I remember the police came and sort of grabbed me and I was like, just pushed him, pushed him away. And we carried on walking. All of a sudden, there's a big van came along the side of us and all the eight or ten police officers came out and one of the guys came over and said, oh, man, you know, you're going to have to come with us. Nice guy, like, good man. Didn't even, you know, no force or anything. I was like, wow, that's amazing. He's like, man, you know, you're going to have to come with us. I was like, yeah. I, I went in the back of the, the big van and stayed there for the night. Look, looking back at the time, my brother Rome was like, what's happened? <laughs> I'm like, oh, nah, I've been sent home. Um, I couldn't believe it. For me, I just wasn't in the right frame of mind. My, like, the boys were like, why are you doing that? But at the time, I was just like, just get on with it, like, defensive all the time, against anything the world's against you. But actually, if I look back, it's like, it's all me. you got to take responsibility for it. You know, for me, everything that happens in your life is because of you, isn't it? Whether it's good or bad, and I understand now. The bad experience for me is, is the best. I've been through it, I know what it's like, but you must learn from them. That's the only good thing that can come out of it, is learn from it. If a lesson comes up of it and you don't learn, it'll just come up again, and then it comes up again, it comes up again. But yeah, it was, uh, it was crazy times. I think I'm, I'm very grateful for that, because I know I've been there, I've experienced it. I think those difficult times, my girlfriend, Chantal, she, she was there through the thick and all of it. And I'd probably say if she wasn't there, I'd probably, I wouldn't be able to, to, to carry on and play. She's the one that truly knows how hard it is and she knows when I'm good or not, when I'm feeling good or when I'm not feeling good. And she, she does, she studies psychology as well, which <laughs> probably helped. And we, we always talk about it now, like looking back, it's like, wow, that was that was different, that like in terms of the mindset and in terms of the feeling, like, you know, the older you get and the more experience that you have and I'm always thankful for the, for those tough experiences. Probably the biggest challenge was in terms of injuries, that um, was my groin. It was uh, an uncommon injury. It was uh, silly, you know, my fault, because I did my adapter. It was the week of the first game of the season, and I remember we played uh, Newcastle. On the Thursday, we did speed in the morning. I felt like a little sting on my... A doctor, I was like, oh, so I'd never done it before. 
carried on running, feel it getting worse. Just carried on training the whole session. I thought oh, it'd be one of those, it'll just wear off. I remember games that I would strap my waist with the compression tape. Like I'd, I'd literally strip off in my boxes and strap um, my pubes. It's almost like making like a buzzy smuggler. <laughs> and uh, I was like, yeah, that would work. That would work. That would like hold it together, some sort of support. The fifth game it was against Ulster at home at Leicester. 20 minutes into the game and I got the ball 20 metres out. A lot of space. I was like, yes, I'm in. Uh, so I went to sprint and I just heard massive pop, like, Phew. I was like, oh, what's that? And like, I just like dropped down. Someone like sort of tackled me from the side, but I was already like going down. And I was like, what was that? I got up trying to walk and I could literally just feel my pubis just moving up and down. And you can hear the crackling and grinding in there. I went to see the specialist the next week. He was like, how do you do that? The only people I see that kind of injuries, the women giving birth. He couldn't believe it. But it's just from stupid, man. Wanted to play and carry on playing with, with the injury. Like, you know, probably four weeks and then you're out for 16 months. They said if you operate, your, your pubis won't move because it's, it's basically a joint. It needs a little bit of movement, but if you operate on it, you get the wire and tie it together, which means you won't be able to run. So I was like, no, no way. So 12 injections right in the front, uh, trying to, you know, slowly, slowly stick it back together. And yeah, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough time. Manu, Chief, how would I describe Chief? He's a great human being, great human being, incredibly kind. He's very generous with, with his time, very warm. My name is Mauro Toje. I play for Saracens Rugby Club and England Rugby. He's uh, destructive, you know, he's a destructive player. He's aggressive, abrasive. He loves playing for his country. I remember think, coming back, getting ready to play first game against Wasps. Everything's good, test all good. Then on the Thursday we had the session and in the last five minutes of the session, just like the ball from the line out. So I went jump together as I land, trying to go off again. And I could feel my adapter on the other side just pop. I just put the, throw the ball on the floor and just walked off. And I didn't say anything or just walked off. And I remember the, the bin, the wheelie bin, like next to the, to the lamppost. I was walking and I saw there, I just kicked it, went inside and um, they're like, what's, what's wrong? I was like, swearing like. Get changed, went home and then it was said, said Chantal like, pfft, much 
I would go in tomorrow and said, uh, I'm done. I'm just like, yeah, you know, whatever you, whatever you feel like you want, you want to do, I'm with, I'm with you. I'll just have a sleep, rest up, and then see how you feel. Wake up in the morning, see how you feel. So it's only a few times that sort of felt like that. For me now, like, I'm really enjoying it. For some reason, I always speak to the boys. I'm loving it more, rugby, just enjoying it. And maybe because I'm getting old, but I'm, I'm loving it, that, you know, the opportunity that, that I get, you know, to play at Sale and also get the opportunity to come here at England with unbelievable players, you know, some of the best players in the world. Having that opportunity to be alongside them for the campaign, we can work together and learn from them and the way they play and how they see the game. It's fascinating, man. It's, uh, it's exciting, man. Mm-hmm.